Rob. In the rough. Diamonds. Rough. In the diamonds. Welcome to Rough in the Diamonds, the show where we review the most out of place episodes from the greatest TV series. We throw the baby out with the bathwater, pay attention to the leaven that spoils the whole loaf, and basically focus in on that one mole on the writer's face that they wish was never there. I'm Nathan, and I'm joined by the meme expert himself, Dave. Hey, 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 that's me, meme expert. And Dave, uh, happy Rough in the Diamonds to you. Oh, happy Rough in the Diamonds to you as well, mate. How's it going? Not too bad. It's uh, pretty amazing to hear that despite being in different hemispheres, it's basically the same temperature for both of us. We're, we're living the same life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as if we were like twins or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You've got, a, you've got a, a rainy summer's day and I've got a sunny winter's day. Yeah, it, it kind of balances out. That's Living the same dream, my friend. Yes, and I've beautiful. been excited actually to yeah. get around to watching this one. Yeah, why? Why is that, Nathan? Why is that? Because this is famous, Dave. Yeah, this episode. Of course, of course I'm messing with you. I know that it's famous. <laughs> it, this is the episode where Fonzie jumps the shark. The pivotal moment in TV history when Fonzie jumps the shark. And my wish came true, Dave. Fonzie jumped the shark. He it did. Happened. He jumped that shark. He really jumped Both it. Literally and figuratively. And with that, I think it's time to dive into Happy Days, Season 5, Episode 3, Hollywood 3. The Jump the Shark episode. Run in the diamonds. So we're really set up perfectly for this show with an episode like this. This is yeah. 100% what we do. When TV shows jump the shark and they go a bridge too far and try to do things that are outside the bounds of what they normally do. Yeah. This episode aired in 1977 and it was set in the 50s. That's something that's really important to note about Happy Days. Right. So this is being watched by a young boomer audience showing a time before their time. I assume that this is targeted towards the young boomers and their parents who are reliving their youthful years. Oh, okay. I've actually thought about that. So what I've tried to figure out is, is Happy Days kind of that 70s show for the 50s? Oh, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not very funny. If you've never watched Happy Days before, you get a taste for how sickeningly sweet and over-the-top family-friendly it is in just the previously on Happy Days. Yeah, just that two, one to two minutes at the start of the show. That wasn't necessary. Like, I got, I got literally nothing out of that. This is a three-part arc. Um, okay. Very, I mean, very got... loosely... This, this episode is called Hollywood 3. There was Hollywood 1 and 2 came before it, while, they're, while the family is on a holiday in Hollywood. Richie, the redhead main character, is saying a farewell to his girlfriend of the last couple of episodes, who's leaving him forever. Oh, Again, F in the chat. 
Uh, press Sorry. F to pay respects. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem to bounce back ridiculously quickly, though. Yeah, I mean, within a couple of minutes, really, in the episode. No, within a couple of seconds, Dave. She's gone, uh, and she's forgotten been... about literally forever. Yeah, actually. And then it's just, you know, he just goes on with his life. No worries. Because Fonzie is about to do something crazy. Oh, my gosh. What could it Rod- be? Ron Howard, which is Richie, forgets about his freckles and instead learns that Fonzie is going to jump a shark. Oh, Oh, my God. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's a madman. (laughs) Dave, like this, this word has been in the common vernacular since the, the 2000s, this phrase, jump the shark. Yeah, early, early 2000s, I think. Oh, hello there. Today, I am delighted to bring to you a history lesson from David Garrett, meme expert, of the Jump the Shark meme. I certainly hope you will all enjoy it as much as I. The term Jump the Shark is a part of common vernacular discussing TV shows that refers to a point when a successful or good quality show includes an unlikely or completely ridiculous event in a last vain, desperate attempt to try and stay entertaining or novel. And it's at this point which this show begins to significantly decline in quality. So normally, when a TV series jumps the shark, it's at this point that the episode begins to just stretch too far and just completely f- fall apart because they may disregard the nomenclature of that show, just go into completely ridiculous territory that they otherwise would not have gone into. It's just that point where rather than letting a show run its course and finish on a good note, they just want to desperately make more episodes to keep the show running as long as they can and kind of just sacrifice the quality in doing so. How delightful. I certainly hope that you've also enjoyed this history lesson from David Garrett, meme expert. Until next time. Yeah, so I've, I've always had this image in my mind. I knew that it was on the water, that he was on water skis and he jumped the shark. That much I sort of just knew culturally. And I had this image in my mind of him just going over a jump, but then a gigantic shark, like, jumping out of the water and, like, trying to close its jaws on him and him just flying yeah. through its open mouth in the last moment. That's kind of what I was picturing as well before I'd seen it. <laughs> the shark, very little... inhumanely, just in some netting, like, in a circle, circular space yeah. of netting in the beach... So people can swim over to it and look in at it while they're swimming. That's so weird. Well, if you're worried about it biting people, the first thing a kid's going to do is stick his hand in there and try to pat that shark on the nose. (laughs) Right? uh... And it's really cruel and unusual to that poor shark. Yeah, he's just minding his own business, but then he's suddenly captured, thrown into a net (laughs) and jumped over by a crazy (laughs) mechanic man. They didn't even take him to SeaWorld. They didn't put him in a nice underwater world aqu- aquarium. Yeah. Didn't even they just him got first. him in a net and kept him in a net. 
Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to be hilarious that Fonzie is still wearing his trademark leather jacket and perfectly combed hair while he's at the beach. I mean, wouldn't that be, like, really hot? Everyone is just... They're at the beach, middle of summer. You'd think, I wouldn't be wearing a leather jacket in the middle of summer. I guess that's the hilarious, hilarious show that we're watching. Um, Not only that, but he actually wears the leather jacket when he's water skiing and jumping over the shark he's still wearing the leather jacket oh, for some he does, reason doesn't he yeah. yeah i i know for a fact that the character who plays him henry winkler is a very accomplished water skier which is obviously why they did it at this point i'm just imagining them in the writer's room trying to discuss ideas for a new episode that everyone's just running out of steam and they ask <laughs> Hen- and then henry winkler is like I know how to water ski, and then they're like, okay, we can use that. <laughs> and then that's how they got the episode. You you assume that there's, like, a room full of writers who are pumping this thing out. I just imagine that there's some monkey on a typewriter somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Hey! 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 I actually was really excited when Fonzie's enemy, the tall, blonde, rich guy, literally said, I'm jumping the shark. That was great. He said it. He said it. He said it. It's like when you watch a movie. It's like when you watch a movie and then they say the title of the movie in the movie. Yes. And his enemy, who is apparently called, they just call him the California kid, I think. California California kid. Yeah. Reminded me of the Milky Bar Kid. <laughs> the Milky Bar Kid, yeah. Hey, look, it's the Milky Bar Kid. And the Milky Bars are on me! They actually had tied in a race in the previous episode, which I think was a water skiing race again or something. Oh, okay. I guess they were really milking Henry Winkler's ability to water ski here. Yeah, they've really Milky Barred this guy. <laughs> So you said they previously raced, and then I guess they tied. So this is a new bet to see who's the best. This is this is the decider. decider. The decider is that they have to get on water skis, go over a jump over the top of the shark, which is in uh, netting, which looked to be to be a few meters in diameter. It was a really small little area, wasn't it? Yeah, and I have very limited water skiing ability you and I across the Brisbane River. But you know what? I reckon I could handle this, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I've done a bit of water skiing as well, and that it wasn't a huge jump. He sort of jumped a couple of metres, which isn't hard to do when you're getting pulled at a good speed by a speedboat. But it was just this tiny little jump over this tiny little shark. Probably it just... does not matter how many times you tell me that the stakes are high. They need to actually be high. <laughs> oh, this shark's eaten three dudes this week. Well, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> this shark has a taste for blood. The shark that we are keeping caged, that you can pretty much reach it and pat on a very, very busy beach. <laughs> give, give me something to believe here. Yeah. They, they really did jump the shark with this one. Oh, and for the record, there was an episode of Happy Days where a guy literally jumped over a shark. And it was the best one. We get the first glimpse at Richie's parents and the weird view on the family unit in the way that she demands of her husband 
oh, Howard, stop them. And he's kind of being patronizing and sarcastic back to her. My first yeah. thought when I saw her was like, oh, she's pathetic. She's the worst. Look at her trying to tell her husband to do all these things he can't do. I already sort of am looking at the family unit and going, oh, I don't like this. This isn't this isn't nice. This isn't gelling with me. Product of its time, I suppose, but things have changed a lot, obviously, in the time since this show since this show was aired, so And it makes but it even... kind of hard, like what lens do we look at this show through? Yeah, because obviously we're looking at as at as people who were born nearly twenty years after this show was on anyway. I had this question of like, is Fonzie is he sleeping with all these women? Or is he literally doing like what my grandparents did and go on like friendship dates with the opposite sex. Yeah. Right. And I, I can't tell if this is playing to the sensibilities of the 1970s audience. That's actually watching it or the sensibilities that they would have had in the 1950s and viewing right. it from the 2020s. I don't know how I'm supposed to be able to tell. Oh yeah. Right. Really makes me think about it. I've, I've, I have no idea, though. No. So I, I suppose that everything we say has to be done with a grain of salt. But in terms of the way that they, even in this one very isolated episode that is not about any of the women characters at all, which probably says a lot. Let's let's kind of be honest. Yeah. It it does have some out and out inappropriate themes that you would never comfortably see on TV today. Yeah, that was one point. Fonzie's just walking around the beach, chilling out with his with his friends there, and then he like he he clicks his fingers and to like summon his girls, and like these girls who are standing around just start following him around. That was just super weird. It it all it feels kind of villainous to hear yeah, that. Yeah, just about doesn't it? It feels like the sleazy bad guy in a documentary that you hate would be the guy that does something like that. Sleazy bad guy in a documentary that you hate. Well put. (laughs) (laughs) But back to the shark, Dave. Back to the shark. The California kid, the milky bar kid. He goes to go over the jump. And he's too scared, and he lets go of the rope, and he chickens out. Yeah, he chickens out, last second. We've talked in our last couple of episodes about the morality, le- the lessons that, that the episode is actually trying to teach in, in a moral sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And this one twists and turns. The first, the first piece of maybe a moral lesson that we're kind of getting is here, as Richie is talking to Fonzie um, and saying, you don't have to do it. We had the California kid back out, you win by default. It was his challenge. Don't risk your life for this terrifying, terrifying event. And Fonzie saying, no, this is happening no matter what. I'm I'm living up to my challenges. Yeah. We will hear some more kind of moral lessons as we go forward, but I wanted to raise the flag here and keep that in mind because I'm not sure even now what lesson it's trying to give us because anyone who's watched a television show ever knows that he's going to jump that shark and he's going to yeah. achieve it. So the uh, Richie's naysaying, it, it, it 
it doesn't carry any weight and I'm not sure what it's meant to mean, except that Richie's yeah. maybe this dweeby redhead who's already going bald. I can notice that in my oh. ultra low res version of this 1970s show. Yeah. <laughs> this bloke should not be on a beach. He's going to burn to a crisp. <laughs> oh. We didn't mention it earlier, but he's making a momentous decision, which is for whatever reason, he's been offered a gig working as a famous movie star, completely undefined in Hollywood, which is the reason that they're there. And he's got this in the back of his mind right. all the time. As he has okay, to make that makes sense. the actual decision to sign the contract or not. Right, so I guess that's stressing him out a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why he's being just a little bit aggro. But we Probably again, just, just like him getting rid of his girlfriend in a heartbeat, he jumps in the boat with Fonzie and it's time to jump the shark. Yeah, he even mentions that it's quite literally the stupidest thing he's ever heard of. I Oof. thought that was amusing, given, given the context now of the show. <laughs> and this infamous episode so yeah. when you put it that way that's a really good point richie and fonzie speeds out into the water at high speed oh, man. oh man high, it's so risky takes a high we're ready for this don't know if fonzie can do it might have to walk away from the tv it's too much and he goes over and he jumps the shark very rather unceremoniously success And really quickly. Yeah, it just happened for a second. I was expecting some like 70s slow-mo, which probably would have yeah. been equally cheesy. But Or multiple camera angles. I know that this isn't like learning lessons from the Matrix here, but just <laughs> maybe a couple of shots of the same thing from some different angles to make it, at least when you compile it, it'll last for four seconds instead of <laughs> just over one. And I think at that point, it also shows, you know, speeding up the last... 20 or 30 meters before he gets to the ramp and it's cutting back to shots of the shark and it's not even this big scary shark it's just this little shark that's just chilling there (laughs) (laughs) i guess they're trying to remind the audience that there's a big scary shark but it's not even a big scary shark they'd literally use some stock footage (laughs) of a shark (laughs) just sort of nuzzling around having a very happy day just being a fish <laughs> and they put like the <laughs> the um the fin of the shark sticking out of the water in the very small net <laughs> that was it that's all you need ladies and gentlemen yeah that was it that was that was the moment everybody cheers and is super excited and fonzie just celebrates like a normal person and i'm just assuming that he sleeps with lots and lots of those women that just seems the logical outcome yeah because, you know, he's done the coolest thing ever and just jumped a shark. Is that how you become popular? You just you just water ski over a shark? You just jump a shark? Is that it? Dave, why didn't I think of that? I don't know, man. Is oh, that was secret? so easy. This is a secret oh. I've been missing out on my entire life. Oh, I'm... man. Well, we've cracked that one. Maybe if we do that together, um, people will listen to this podcast. Yeah, hopefully. Let's do it. Okay, next episode. <laughs> Next episode, guys, Nathan and Dave jump the shark. Next episode, we <laughs> jump the shark, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stay tuned for the historical You're going to have a, an amazing audio experience <laughs> of David and I jumping a shark. This is going to happen. All right, Dave, you and I are here at the Great Barrier Reef in the city of Cairns. 
in the state of Queensland. How are you feeling about our task before us today? Oh, I'm feeling, uh, honestly, I'm feeling pretty pumped, pretty pumped at the moment. You know, I can't believe we're up here, sunny, sunny Queensland, beautiful Great Barrier Reef, about to jump this shark. Yeah, things couldn't be better. Mate, I can't believe that we've uh, we're we're seeing this challenge through. This was when we recorded our podcast a few weeks ago. It hasn't hasn't been released to anyone just yet. We we made a commitment that we would jump a shark, and um, I'll tell you what, my heart is pumping. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited, but also a bit 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 nervous to tell the truth. Yeah. Not only am I not very experienced in water skiing, but we are going to be both pulled by the same boat, which is very very dangerous. We're yeah, going side absolutely. by side, jump over the shark. Yeah, yeah you can probably hear thing. the you can probably hear the water lapping around our feet. We are we we're, we're we're suited up. We are uh, we have a skis on our feet, and we're 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 just about to to get moving. Yep, I've uh, got my life jacket. I've also got a leather jacket, yep. just like the Fonz. Yep, wearing a Dave is wearing his leather jacket over his life jacket. I'm playing it safe and wearing my life jacket over my leather jacket. Oh, okay, that's probably a better idea, but whatever. It's too late now. Oh well, if we if, if we die, we die. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're just about to give our thumbs up to our driver, uh, our good friend, uh, who's going to be taking us over a ramp where we will be going over the top of a white pointer shark, which really leads people in real life. This is very dangerous. Yeah, guys, do not try this at home. I repeat, do not try this at home. All right, give him the thumbs up. Here we go. All right, you ready? Ah, <sighs> <sighs> oh, I'm going, I'm going. Oh, okay, we're up, we're up. Oh, this is... I, I couldn't believe I'm going there. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's going up faster than I thought. Are you ready? Are you ready for the jump? I don't uh, know. Oh, oh, what the uh, hell? Uh, We did it! Wow! We did it! That was crazy! We did it! Oh man! Oh! 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 All right! Oh! Dave! Wow! My heart is pumping, mate. How? How we, about you? We jumped the shark. We jumped we, it. We, we jumped, jumped the shark. shark. Our podcast is going to be popular now. Yeah, man. Our podcast is going to be popular. Oh, it was worth it's it. All, it's all uphill from here, mate. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Make sure to like and subscribe. You know, we really should, like, live up to our commitment to jump that shark. I think we should do it. Yeah. You know what? Let's do it just for our listeners. I'll do it. I'll do it if you do it. Yeah, why not? By the time, by the time this episode comes out, you and I will have jumped a shark. Yeah, absolutely. That's our Done. promise that we make to you here at Rough and the Diamonds, our solemn promise. But the real purpose of these three episodes was that Richie Cunningham... Uh, has allegedly been offered a position as an actor. Just <laughs> generically, it's super. He doesn't even know what he'd be doing. Yeah. It's so weird. Just, <laughs> and he's like on a, a, a like a five year film contract. <laughs> it's so bananas. Yeah, make any sense at all? And it would have to move to Hollywood. Fonzie gives him some really weird advice about taking all the challenges in your life, which is, I suppose, why he jumped the shark. Yeah, I guess um, so. They had sort of like a, a buddy moment, 
I guess, after they jump the shark and then... Yeah, yeah. which I suppose that's supposed to be helpful. If if I was making a momentous life decision and you told me something like that, that your granddad had said, obviously, like, what, pre... If this is the 50s, his granddad would have been born in the 1800s, right? Right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Pretty sagely advice. Um, you're bordering on the Napoleonic at this point. <laughs> I mean, we can really trust his credibility as well because he's now just jumped to Shark 2, so. And and to me, Richie is just like a bit of a nervous coward. But how did you feel about the relationship between Richie's mum and dad? Richie had gone to get some advice from his dad and they had oh, some... Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I figured, again, it was like the kind of, you know, 70s or 50s, whichever one it was. It's the mother completely relies on the father... He's he's talking about something about driftwood, like yeah, he gives some permission to get his wallet, yeah, because he holds all the money, and to buy a piece of driftwood because she has an expectation that he would be making a lamp out of it, making a lamp out of it for some reason. And I can't tell if this is the seventies, saying look how chauvinistic and terrible the fifties was, or if they're really getting a laugh out of the chauvinism. Actually, that's a good point. I mean, it felt like it was kind of legit, like it was kind of real, like that's what they were, like they weren't being, you know, satirical. Yes, and, and my view watching it too still felt that they thought it was funny that, she had no money and was taking his cash that he had earned out of his wallet. Yeah. Asking him what to do and how to do it. It's weird because then you've got other amazing quality shows like MASH at that same time. And well, That's it did, it did have some show, chauvinistic moments. It still had a lot of strong female characters and who were really capable. So That's a really good comparison. I really like that. I really want to go and watch MASH again now. And um, something about MASH as well, uh, as a comedy, funny. Yeah, yeah that's it was hilarious. I loved it. It has humour. <laughs> it was like a good, it's just a good mix of humour, but it had plenty of serious moments as well, especially with the, th- the setting. Well, if our listeners want to send in uh, an episode of MASH that would fit our podcast, happy yeah. to take a peek at that. Love MASH. Please do so, yeah. I would love to do that. Let's stop talking about this episode and just start talking about MASH. Yeah, I'm down. This is now this is now the MASH episode. Get amongst the Korean War. We haven't done we haven't done any wartime uh, episodes. I mean Buffy was at war with the vampires allegedly, but And Parker, but <laughs> <laughs> The women get kind of dismissed and Richie sits down to have a conversation with his dad or at least to lean on his dad as he's making this decision about whether or not to be a film star, that is to say, to sign a five-year film contract. And then his dad gives him some advice, which is actually kind of nice, I guess. He was just saying, you know, make your decision 
I'll back you up, whatever you want to do. Just make sure you do what makes you happy, I guess, which is good, I guess. His Pretty generic says, advice, but... His dad says that he's not going to tell him what to do. He says that he wishes he could be like... And they do name-dropping from the 50s, whatever. But he could right. be like some other guy and tell Richie to go to college because that's what he wants. I mean, come on. He's literally just said what he wants him to do. Yeah. And he says, well, what I can do as a good father is be here to help you talk it out. And I'm like, that's really good. That's what my dad would do. Yeah, that was nice. And then he, and then that's it. He walks away. And then, he doesn't oh. help you talk it out. He doesn't do it at all. That, oh, that, that was it. Okay, cool. I was expecting a bit more And you're there, talking but... about there being like a writer's room full of people. I feel like someone scribbled this script on a notepad in like 20 seconds and just went back to getting drunk on the beach. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. Because I'm telling you right now, here's the right choice to make. Sign the contract. Yeah. Sign the contract. Make a ton of money. I wonder if people had to in the US had to pay for their college education in the 50s. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's like our boomers and they got their educations for free. (laughs) Right. But (laughs) let me just keep ranting anyway. Go on. Make the money. If you're going to be famous, just do it. At worst, you've got... At worst, you've got money in the bank and you can go to university and study what you want to do and be comfortable. And then in in the end, Richie just decides to... He rips up the contract and throws it out in the water where it gets eaten by the shark. (laughs) I suppose it does get eaten by the shark. (laughs) Now that... Oh, man. Now that would have made this episode better. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Show that contract literally being eaten by the shark. Oh. Yes, I don't care how cheap those like paper mache animatronics would have been. <laughs> Just give me that. Give me that. <laughs> that would have been a real satisfying ending. Oh, tie that story together. <laughs> Close the circle. Oh, well. Well, he's screwed up purely so these writers can keep their main character going. For a couple more seasons yet. Little do they know that the shark has been jumped. Yep. The shark has been jumped and all <laughs> downhill from here. <laughs> if you went if you went home after a big trip with your friends and family, would your next stop be uh, the local milk bar? I assume that's what they call these burger joints then. I think they were called milk yeah, bar. Yeah, milk bars, yeah. F- funny side note, I always used to think milk bars were like they'd go there and they'd literally just get served milk and milkshakes but you know shows what i know though didn't they i assume that they got milkshakes there and that milkshakes well, probably. are like, more cool than they are today there's nothing wrong with milkshakes yeah no um, milkshakes are delicious if if you really like breaking bad's episode the fly i will fight you over it the fact that it's bad but look if you like milkshakes out there like no criticism we're on yeah. the same page delicious absolutely this is completely ridiculous but i couldn't believe Chachi, I think his name is Chachi, hmm. goes to I think Richie's youngest sister and basically tries to tries to like kiss her and hug her in front of everyone. And she kind of pushes he, him he away. Pull on like kiss her on the lips and like yeah. Even though he's like way younger than her, seriously hits on her. Gives him a bit of a slap on the wrist, so to speak, and then everyone just sort of laughs it off. That was it, really. It, it's done in front of her parents. Everyone her parents. is there. Her and parents. even the parents, like, yeah. borderline slut shame her. 
I couldn't yeah, believe right? this. I don't care where this is set or when it's made. It, that was wildly it, it, it really tried making light out of this sexualized proposition from this boy and normalized it. Really not cool. That didn't sit messed right up. With me. I'm watching this to see sharks getting jumped, man. Not <laughs> not this. Yeah, man. No, enough of that in the world, man. Don't need to see that. This is what the boomers were raised on. Oof. But what about the list that he had for Fonzie? Yeah, after that, then what is it that he says? He's like, oh. Yeah, he's got him. He's got phone numbers of girls for Fonzie. Yeah, like he's he's doing his his duty, I guess, as the, the cool kid to get phone numbers for girls for Fonzie. Fonzie has outsourced picking up women to his cousin, and the implication is that these women are just that loose that they're yeah, fine. right. And the and there was one of them that he was like. Oh, man. And this is what I meant before that I, I didn't always know how to read the, the, the times and places of this, but there was a laugh track in there. Like, this is this is an, a classic American sitcom saying, laugh here, this is supposed to be funny. I mean, apart from the obvious jumping the shark, that was just really not cool. He's more obsessed with himself than Barney Stinson in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. He takes a picture of himself off the wall for some reason. Yeah. And takes it with him. Like a big picture of himself. Does he want to just hang it in his office? So, or, what the well, office, I guess, in his garage. garage? So he's just got just a picture of himself <laughs> hanging on the wall there. He's, when he's feeling down, he's, he's been working on cars all day, but nothing's going right. None of his girls want to feel like hanging out with him that day, but he looks on the wall, looks at the picture of himself, and he, he's feeling better again. There's one thing in this episode that I thought was funny. There's one thing. One. Yeah. Fonzie yeah. doesn't turn the lights off. He hits the wall underneath the light switch. <laughs> he doesn't flick the switch and the lights turn off. That was funny. It, I, I wouldn't recommend that any of our viewers go out of their way to watch this thing. It's it's not going to spark joy. Uh, it, it does make me really appreciate the exponential growth factors of quality that have changed over the years yeah it's something you never really think about and while there still were some great shows back then like we mentioned there's still just there's so much more nowadays and there's so well, many I, different I think, genres i think that it was a very long bridge between tv and film at the time like we yeah, expect film quality tv shows really now yeah actually that's a good that's a better way to put it really uh, tv was really was the idiot box if this is sort of the heights of of what we got in the 70s it's not much really and, and something like you and i could do better than this with our phones over the course of a couple of days and we'd have a much more interesting story and the contract would be eaten by the shark <laughs> definitely Absolutely. that would happen one way or the other <laughs> it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer mate. it really is <laughs> I really like that we on this show talk about what would have made the episode better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this episode would have really benefited from not jumping the shark and having some sort of interconnected emotional story about the people involved. Yeah. Or better yet, what if the shark jumped over Fonzie? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
Yes. Hence the phrase, jumping the fawns. Jumping the fawns. <laughs> right, guys, this is our new phrase. Copyrighted. You can use it. Just discredit us. Jumping the fawns. It's a way of being smug and superior. They're ignorant. Stupid. And narcissistic. Just push the too far this time, man. They learnt nothing. Self-righteous life forms were eager to prosecute, to judge anything they don't understand. Don't understand. I don't understand. What? What? What, what the? Sorry? What? Ah. So, Dave, we've reached the point in our episode where you and I, with complete and utter ignorant prejudice, look at this single episode of Happy Days, and based on this one episode alone, give our opinion on what the entire TV show must have been like. So, Dave, what do you think? It's about young adults and teens... They're just living their best life, going out, having fun, doing crazy things like jumping over sharks <laughs> and just, you know, enjoying their lives, doing what you do when you're young, while the uh, allegedly cool but sleazy Fonzie, who apparently also has divine power over, over lighting installations, yes. <laughs> hits on multiple women all the time, every day. And that's the show, I guess. Okay, my turn. Happy Days is about a ranger who has a mechanic best friend. The mechanic best friend is infinitely capable at any task set before him. He should be working toward getting a man on the moon. Or maybe representing his country as president. And then leader of the free world. Or leader of the entire world. But instead he bums around working on a motorbike and sleeping with a Barney Stinson-like number of women while glorifying in the overt chauvinism of the time. He's the only interesting character, but all the others are there to be the butt of jokes that people probably didn't even get when this aired in the 70s. That is what (laughs) Happy Days is about. It's a scathing review there. (laughs) If he can do anything... (laughs) It's true. Why is he making rocket ships? I don't get it. (laughs) I don't know. He said that, though. He's like, I can do anything, but I like being a mechanic, so I guess be yourself, I guess. Work for NASA. You can still be a mechanic. You can probably get... Mark Watney. Mark Watney was a mechanic. Okay. All right. Yeah. And he survived on Mars for how long? Yeah, good point. I suppose Fonzie could work at getting a motor- motorcycle onto the moon. <laughs> the Fonz could have been the Elon Musk of the 1950s. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Don't see why not. SpaceX, a Fonzarelli company. Definitely going to be buying some shares in that. If you, like, did a, did a follow-up 2020 season of Happy Days... Like, you can only expect that humanity would have colonised the entire solar system under our lord and saviour, Fronzarelli. It's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. Maybe from a different take, it's just the whole show is just set on Mars and everyone's Martians, but it's happy days. (laughs) So they're all just green and have, like, the little alien thingamajigs on their heads. 
Still a funnier, still a funnier idea than Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a real question for you: um, Should the Fonz have been one of the Avengers? Oh, it's a good point. I mean, he does have that ability. He can do anything. As he can't do anything. And he's got the ability, the power over the power, electricity. Power over electricity. Yeah. It's kind of like Thor. You could work in tandem with Thor. That would be a great team. <laughs> Thor and the Fonz. <laughs> yeah, guys. Okay, now we have to we have to write like a write a comic about this Thor and the Fonz. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if uh, any of our listeners want to write a rough in the diamond themed copyright issue riddled <laughs> comic starring the MCU characters and <laughs> the Fonz, please reach out. <laughs> Dave, what will we be looking at? for our next episode we will be looking at batman the animated series season one episode 13 i've got batman in my basement i've got batman in my basement anyway Dave, you and i better pack our bags and um meet up in cans because we've got a shark to jump yep that we do books of flights okay, already t- yeah better go see you bye 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 okay, bye 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 <laughs> Anyway, I'm Nathan, and you can find me on Twitter at GoodJibesOnly. And I'm Dave, and you can find me on Facebook at Rough in the Diamonds Memes, or on Twitter at Rough in the Diamonds. Music and interstitials by Scott Buckley Music and Headshot to the Heart. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Whatever you say, Jack. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative.